Hey there, boils and ghouls. Welcome to this week's episode of Halloween. Nick and George here with some anthology fun. That's right. Short, short horror. Short horror based off of a uh, creep show from last week and kind of like. We're kind of like going to have a dialogue with the show Creep Show, I think, a little bit here in October, which feels right because f- say what yeah. you want about it, but it's got the fun horror atmosphere at the right exact time, mm-hmm. you know, coming out with fresh uh, content. Well, to give them some more insight, we just watched the first story of the second episode called Bad Wolf Down. Yes. And it the- was yeah. a huge improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you're saying that because I still think I like House of the Head better, mm-hmm. but I I did like this one a lot. It's vastly better than Grey Matter. That, that right out of the gate, I'll give you that. It felt more creep show. Yeah, well, they were doing more of the cool framing. Yeah, like uh, with the, the comic book pages and the colors and the well, you know, because yeah, I, what what do you call those? That move with creep show does with the the color shot. Panels. The shot is usually just like. It's usually just like a Dutch angle with some crazy lining, like a gobo behind it. Exactly. Like some crazy <laughs> shapes. Exactly. And this gave us that, which was cool. A lot of it too. And yeah. it, ha- and it did it really well. Like, I don't know if you know. So noticed- wait, before anyone, for those of you who haven't seen this episode, it's basically dog soldiers, right? So it's basically military werewolf kind of, not dog soldiers plot, but like basically. There's a, there's a, cause I was telling you about this. There's a, a love, death and robots. Yes. Episode. That's, Kind of got this same vibe to okay. it as well. Cool. Where the United States military has a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> so the so for this one, the episode itself, it definitely felt more creep show. The the framing was cool. I like that. I see. I, one of the things that I think is interesting about this show is it gets really fun, and you feel like you're hitting a home run, and then all of a sudden. There's this strange, like, meh quality that creeps in, and then it comes back to another level, and then meh comes back. And I can't put my finger on why it's happening. But yeah. you, we watched it together, and you turned to me while we were watching it, and you were like, something had happened, and you turned to me, and you're like, I ain't mad. And I feel like oh, that. Oh, yeah, it was I, the but, transformation. Right, but I feel like that is summing up this, this series so, so far, far. Yeah. right? Is like just. Like, really good stuff, and then for some reason, there's, like, the I ain't mad reflex. I don't know why that's, that's I don't know. there for the whole thing, but... I, like, it's weird, dude. Like, I know, like, they got a bunch of people with different voices coming in and doing it, yep. but... I don't know if that's smart, man. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know, because I don't... I don't know. Because everything is so cohesive now. Everything, like, all... Like everything, even the ones with different voices, like Black Mirror, they're so themed. They feel so put together, and everyone's so used to the connected universe thing that having this little chopped up universe is strange. Now it's weird how that happens, right? Yeah, and just like I don't know, like tonally, they all feel they they're not vastly different, right? But they're different enough where it still feels where I'm, I'm excited to watch the second one after mm-hmm. we record this because i'm hoping that we still get the same vibes but i'm mad at it 
Like I'm gonna, I, yeah, like, I'm but excited. I think it's headed in the right direction. That was a really fun episode. Like I don't want to be down on it because that was no, no, no. That was the most fun episode, more fun than House of the Head, and it was, it was more horror, and it, the right way, right. Mm-hmm. And I thought there were some, so the twist, which I don't think we want to spoil for this episode particularly, but the twist actually was pretty satisfying. The twist before the, the, the small twist at the end. Yeah. The big twist was satisfying, right? We turned to each other literally while it was happening and it was like, this is what they're doing. And they're like, oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So like, that was good. Um, and then there was one point in this episode where you turned to me and you were like, this guy gets it. So that was a good sign. You were talking about the people making it. Yeah. I'm assuming. So that was good. Um, I actually really liked the. Um, I didn't like the overtop villain so much. I get that that's a creep show thing, but I liked how they did the transformation. Yeah. It feels like a budget cheat, but it also feels like the absolute best way you could do a budget cheat, right? Yeah. Like the slickest was- creep show styled way you could do it. But my favorite thing actually was when the French werewolf was talking and simultaneously the american soldier was translating her and it pulled back and it put them both in comic book panels Mm -hmm. but like think of how like in creep show when it opens they're moving and then it freezes up to the comic book panel of the creeper and then we get into the thing Mm -hmm. right this one was they were moving the whole time and they never froze so they were just in the comic book panel talking and i thought it was because she what she was saying in french was really touching actually her predicament was horrible yeah and he was translating it and it was just in that comic book style that i thought was really cool i thought there was a real that was a quieter moment in the episode but a really cool moment i really can we talk about let's talk about the transformation yeah let's talk about it they didn't i thought it was like when they did the first time i was like tell them what they did so instead of doing like werewolf transformation they Mm -hmm. cut to the comic book flip some pages and show you the transformation like through a cart like through a, flipping pages. Yeah, through the flipping like cartoon pages. Right. And then cut back to the finished werewolf in 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 real life. It was like at first I was like, oh come on, but then I was like okay. <laughs> like, but if they can't afford to do a good transformation, so here's here's where they're at, right? They either they can't afford to do a kind of transformation, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they either do a bad one that we would literally be here shitting on right now. Yeah. Or they do it this way, where we're like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> right, like that's the best they could do and on their budget. I'm sure, I'm like guessing. the shooting schedule, I'm sure they probably didn't have like a lot of time. Exactly. So, like, to not have to do like four werewolf transformations, exactly, probably exactly. saves, probably <laughs> saves some time, exactly, money. But it's, I mean, th- when you think about like, if think about like all everyone listening to this podcast mm-hmm. currently right now, let's say that we we invited everyone into one big room, right? And we were like, we're all going to make a werewolf movie together. And then we turned to each other like, all right, we're making a werewolf movie together. So what's the first thing we got to think of? How are you going to do the transformation? Is literally the first thing that's going to come up. And it was kind of ballsy for them to take the most important thing about doing a werewolf horror thing and be like, that's going to be the cheat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, like, I, I, I don't know. They headed right at it. It was kind of, it was kind of, yeah. Like they didn't strive. Like they didn't like shy away from it. They yeah, were like, exactly. They just leaned in. It's like when you're walking at night, like alley and there's a group of people and you don't want to be intimidated. So you steer towards them to show like, I'm not afraid of you. They were like, yeah, this transformation is going to be not great. Well, we're not afraid of you. <laughs> they just headed right at us with it. Here it is. Here's <laughs> like, the transformation. And like arted it out. I, th- I thought it was cool. I, I kind of think cool. the cartoon stuff 
Like this might sound. Yeah, weird. the cartoon creeper is better than the, Cre- the live I, action creeper. And I kind of like reading like the it's like the Creepshow comics. Like it had like Frankenstein versus mm-hmm. Franken Lizard mm-hmm. in it, and even yeah, in the first story of the before Gray Matter, you could purchase. Uh, they just tied it titled Head, yep. and it was the head from House of Head. Yep. I think that's the most just. And as can I tell you something weird? Like I, this, this is how weird that our reality that we live in has become, right? I was thinking when they were showing it that I appreciate it. Because I've never seen comic book pages in that level of HD glory, yeah. right? It's better than holding it in your hand. It is because you can read it and like. <laughs> but it's on that amazing HD display. So we're in this weird, weird world where it's it's cooler to read the comic. <laughs> yeah. You want the pages to be flipping on the HD TV. I know because like you're like that's better than life. <laughs> they need to have like a creep show app so you can just flip through the. <laughs> Flip through everything, which is which is kind of amazing. I do think this episode gave me more hope for it. I though it, it like it gave me more hope, but like I kind of have a feeling of like where the level of quality of the episodes are going to be. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think that, like I ain't mad. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not mad. Like, is it great? I mean, there were great moments in this episode. There were. There were legitimately great moments in this episode, and there were great moments in House of the Head. Uh, but th- but there's nothing. Th- it's like you're saying there's nothing where you walk. So I'll give you an example. Here, here I don't think you saw this, but here's here's my example. Uh, the the first episode of Channel Zero, I think it was second or third season, No End House. I watched the first episode and I walked away from it, and I was like, I am going to have the best time with this season. I like I yeah. knew it. It was locked in, I zero doubt, and every episode that came, even though all they weren't perfect, there were ups and downs like whatever. But I never felt like anything but I got to get to the next week to see that next episode or like you know whatever. I don't get that feeling from this somehow and that's the difference, right? So like I don't feel I'm not convinced the next segment is going to be great. I'm not convinced they're going to do better than 50% on the next one and I wouldn't bet a dollar that they wouldn't be two masterpieces in the next episode. It could go any way, yeah. but I just don't, I've seen three and I don't know yet is my point. You know how the tagline for the first one was like the most fun you'll have being scared. Mm-hmm. For me, this is like the most fun you'll have gambling on whether or not it's going to be a great story. <laughs> and yeah. Because you know, you're going to get let down by the design. And can we talk before we move on to about how they just can't do endings? Is this like some kind of secret call-out homage to, to It Chapter 2? Did they work together and be like, you know what, that inside joke, we're going to take it one meta level further and make an entire series where the ending of every episode sucks? The, the endings are all terrible, even when the episodes are good. They're, the ending to this one, the wolf one, I think was the best ending out of all of them. Those yeah, but you're not... I'm talking about the very last moment because the very last moment is lame. If they, if that's the thing. If like, And I know like makeup and all that costs a lot more to do. Like, But like, if they had just ended with like a little more, like eyes and fangs. Right. Just a little more wolfy, like it would have... 
had a that's what more I'm punch. saying is it's like watching some kind of weird Olympic gymnast routine where they just do imagine you see um, you, they're doing a 10 routine and then the end they just right. land on them and break their neck <laughs> well yeah I don't think it's breaking neck because like you said conceptually the ending was good gray matter they broke their neck yeah in this one it's like it's like they did it I mean when they land they just do something really weird like they land and then just drop to one knee yeah and you're like Why'd you add that? <laughs> now all I can think about is that. Like you just did this amazing routine. I was, all I'm thinking about is this weird thing you just did. Here's how I was hoping. Here's what I was hoping for. Because mm -hmm. like wolves hunting packs, right? That's what I thought was happening. Yeah, like they you would wait. See don't them spoil the, it. But yeah, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah, I thought we were gonna get something similar. To that. Yeah, and we then we got we got zero things. We but, had, we got an audio cue. We, we did get the oh. Uh, Come it's on, it's on, interesting. Man. Like I think I ain't mad at it. it's like my summary of creep show. Like I ain't mad at it. Like I like I'm gonna keep. And yeah, I but I don't want to sell it short. There are great moments in House of the Head, and this was really fun. I that's what I'm saying is the weird thing is it just hasn't. It's fun. It just have this one was the most solid all the way through. Because even even House of the Head, which I think is a better episode because it's more ambitious. Had rockier moments. This was basically just fun, 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 fun. What the hell? Fun, fun. Oh, what was that? Fun. Oh, why'd you end yeah. up with that? I mean, it's mostly fun and and decently scary and disturbing. And like when when there's a moment where some of the people in this episode get locked into a place where they they shouldn't be, and as soon as that door clicks, and your brain is figuring out what's happening, that's like what horror gives you. That's like a kick in the gut. It's yeah. like a great. I'm t I'm telling you, I think it's really good. I just can't figure out why it's not like I know. it's got to be. It's got to be that it's opening with something weak and closing with something weak. Like the opening intro is always like, really? That's the creeper. He looks like a prop outside Halloween Town, and the ending's always like, oh, you guys are doing it. You're doing it. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like a fumble at the you know the end of the game. It's gotta be why it feels like that. I don't know. All right, but all right. So are we good? Is that? Good? I think that's good. It's it's it's. We sound like we were down, but it's. Fun. I'm not down. I was, You're not down. That's what I was saying. I was. I think it's. Really I enjoyed fun. it. Yeah, I think. It's I want to stress that though. I'm not down <laughs> on it. It's just like I just like I ain't mad at it. <laughs> that's, right. That's our summary of the theme for this. All right. So what we wanted to do real quick is we had, we had uh, we had talked about Creep Show last week, and what we wanted to do try out as kind of like a running thing as we as we digest Creep Show, which I think is already a compliment even to the concept of. Creep show and a little bit of tip of the hat to the execution. Just the fact that we're ongoing, interested enough to ongoing review it, which we haven't done with a lot of, with which we should have done with Castle Rock. But yeah. so, so um, I like that we're doing it. But what we're going to do is we came up with a couple episodes of similar things from past that we feel like kind of rhyme with what Creep Show did in its first week, but better, <laughs> right? Or better may be the wrong word, but like it's like it's like wine pairing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just kind of like what short horror can do on a similar theme. Here's one of the things that not a lot of people talk about that that, that Creepshow, this reminded us of, right? Yeah. So Creepshow kicked over a rock and some stuff scurried out. And here's what scurried out. What'd you, what scurried out for you? Dude, listen. This episode, You're pairing with House of the Head. I'm pairing with Grey Matter. I'm pairing to House of the Head as best as I can. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is a little tricky. And... I feel, I feel pretty good at. It. Yeah, well, I like what you picked. I'm going with 
What episode was it? Season four, episode seven, of Tales from the Crypt. The New Arrival. The New Arrival. Yep. I hadn't seen this. I watched this after you sent it to me, and I loved it. Mm. This was the one that... Because I've watched other Tales from the Crypt episodes more than this one. Mm -hmm. But this is the one that's always... Like, well, we challenge each other to pick not obvious ones. Like, there would have been a lot of more obvious ones to pick, but we were like, let's find something that deserves more love that doesn't get talked about a lot. And I hadn't seen this episode, so that, and I've seen a lot of Tales from this the Crypt. Was, so. This was actually funny. This was like number one on Bloody Disgusting's like 2016 list. Oh, really? Okay. But everything else I looked at it, this was not on. Okay. And so fair, I was like, fair enough. I'll. I'll that's, count that's, it. Yeah, it's fair enough. I'll count it. I hadn't seen it, so I, it counts. The reason I really like this episode, like, off the rip is I really liked um and I, I let me get his name up here I the the main actor in it um because he was in he was in one of my favorite movies Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze <laughs> he plays he plays the um the scientist for TGRI who makes the ooze who then makes the villains he, for the Ninja Turtles in the he film. makes the ooze David Warner okay um he played Dr. Alan Getzer I can't remember his name yeah um this one, and here's here's how I'm pairing it with House of the House of Head. House of the, is it House of the Head? House of the Head. House of the House of Head. Just think of House of the Dead, and then make it Head instead. House of the Head. Yep. Because Alex and Jenny popped in for the live stream, and we titled it something else, and it sounded way dirtier. It sounded like a little. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like the little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> it sounded like that's great. Um, for me, because like what I what I really liked about uh, the House of the Head. Yes. Um. I really wanted to see what was going on inside the house. Yes. Like that was like, cause that was like the main crutch of it was yeah. you're just that was getting all that was happening. Yeah. You're just getting the, the looks of the people. So like your brains filling in the gap, which I thought was so smart yep. and so awesome. And it made me like, like I remember like having like this, like feeling in my gut of like, what is going on yep. in that house? That's the best. Yeah, exactly. And this episode, it's, it's, it's got that like, creepy i don't want to be in this house vibe it definitely has that and it kind of reminded me of like my grandparents house and my house a little bit because like they're, they're, they're always looking upstairs yeah <laughs> and then i was and i remember my grandparents house had a really creepy stair yep. set of stairs uh because they 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 had a two-story house and they lived in the upstairs and the downstairs was vacant so when oh, you wow, went downstairs okay. It was empty. That's yeah, that's creepy. And it always like I remember I would just walk down there as a kid and like look around the corner and then run upstairs. You were like Kevin McAllister with a furnace. Yeah, it did just <laughs> it scared the hell out of me. And this episode, like the house is just so eerie. And it's kinda like Well, that's what I liked about how you picked this because I like the rhyme of first of all, they both have little girls, right? Although kind of kind of. And then also it was trying to figure out what was happening in the other room. Yeah, because you, which was happening in House of the Head and happening in New Arrival, like they were in there, and all of a sudden I started seeing kids running around and hearing noises, and I was like, "Wait, what's happening in that room? What's happening above their head?" And it was just like it was like what well, it was like the dollhouse feeling, but like in in an actual house, the way it would normally. Be. I also think this episode grew on me more because I because I I had seen this episode, and then I think I watched this episode before I met Alex, so years and years and years ago, mm -hmm. and then throughout that time, she got me really into Frasier. <laughs> 
So, so, right. so the radio psychologist thing for me I was like, oh yeah, I like those guys. Those are fun to those are fun to watch. In fact, yes. I would pair a Halloween episode of Frasier with this one, totally, and, and you know, air it on Halloween night. He's yeah, he was a straight out of Frasier character. He was like stuffy, he's just pompous. And pompous and yeah. yeah, he's so he's so good. Oh, and then you got Zelda yep. from Poltergeist. And she can I tell you how amazing she was? She's so like good. this as she powers this episode. She is so like she is so good. There's this look. That she, because she was saying like puns and double entendres or whatever, yeah. but she would give these sly sideways, like I know more than you look to these these this smart professor and his staff, and they were so savage, but they were still subtle, like it wasn't. I always, and coming was, from her voice too, yes, like and, and li- li- like literally her height, like because they were towering over her, and she's looking at him like. What's great I, about threats? I'm, I am not scared of you at all. What's great about threats from her is you're like you're this small old <laughs> fragile looking woman like right. i am not scared of you but the shit she say like means something <laughs> yeah she just radiates personality it's it's incredible she's she's amazing she has a great presence on screen the the other thing is the um uh i also would tie it in with beetleborgs which was an old like uh TV show back in the day. It was oh, like right. Power Rangers, these three kids. So I was like, big bad Beetleborgs. And anyway, they were kind of <laughs> like Power Rangers. But Beatles, it was weird. I loved it. But their main place, like their main hub was a haunted house with the ghost and the mummy and the wolfman and Frankenstein. Oh, cool. And the house had like all these weird traps. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... I wish we had more like haunted house because it's not haunted. Well, I mean, it kind of is mm-hmm. in a way, like depending mm-hmm. on how you view the, the, uh, the mm-hmm. little girl. Um, oh, it's haunted. Yeah, it's don't. Yeah, I, you won't count it as haunted. But I love like all like the little traps, like the ceiling fan yep. at the end. Oh, and that is such a great shot. I love like they're on stairs quite a bit in this episode. Like yes. when when he's going upstairs for something, and then when they go up to the attic for the last time, yep. <laughs> which is great. Yep. That's that's probably it's probably my favorite shot in the whole. Oh, was it my favorite shot over the end end when they're showing the other psychiatrist? Yeah, those are great shots. Those felt those felt like straight out of The Shining. Yep. So basically, for the for if you haven't seen it, the the psychiatrist goes to see what's wrong with this this little girl. The mom's tried everything. She has all the books. She's tried everything, mm-hmm. and they investigate. And uh, his producer ends up getting biting the bullet mm-hmm. pretty early, and they find her. Uh, and how she died, we don't know because they do that cool POV through the mask, mm-hmm. which is so. It, first of all, this episode is great actors. It's shot great. The setting, the atmosphere is perfect. And then that ending with the fan. Mm-hmm. I think that's got to be my favorite thing of the whole episode. It's Be- yeah, I'm it's sure. one of those. It's one. Okay, so we have we have our our scientist from Ninja Turtles two. Yes, and is it, it's his girlfriend, right? I can't. I should have rewatched. <laughs> I That's the thing. I wanted to rewatch it, watch it, but I was like, I loved it so much that like you just let it be. Yeah, I just wanted to let it be. I was like, because I my fear is is like if I rewatch it and like right. it ends up being crap, I'm like, ah, I don't want to. It's not crap. So, but I did rewatch this, the ending part, and I love this how I had the same reaction the second time, knowing what happened. He's looking at her, and you see the ceiling fan, and it's it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning, spinning, and then it looks like it's, it's like some fan of the opera shit. It's just low, lowering, yep. and then knocks her head clean off, Jason style. Yep. Gets she gets thrown to him, knocked out. We wake up to discover all the other psychiatrists are still there, kind yep. of yep. in spirit. And then the big reveal that it's the little girl that she's been alive for 40 years. Yeah, she's been dead. Deborah, well, depending on how you look at it, Zelda thinks that bitch is alive. Right. She ain't. But the design of her face... Yeah, was really cool. They nailed it. 
I just like it gave me like after seeing something like uh, Hereditary and Midsummer, mm-hmm. like Ari Aster when he does corpses, they feel crunchy. Mm-hmm. And that bitch's face. Well, crunchy. it was definitely it was very don't look now, and I and I liked it. I liked that it was like that. You know? Yeah, and and because it, it had, I mean, it's always that weird things are off feeling when there's like a super old face on a super young. Like whatever, it's, it's just, just like it's walking just, around, skipping and jumping yeah, rope. It's just, like, it's just weird. Picture the girls from Nightmare on Elm Street who are jumping rope, but then picture them, one of them looking like she's five hundred years old. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. It's just really weird. But what's what was really also cool about it was because I like when, and I feel like that was the that's one of the strengths of anthology horror. Anthology horror size stuff is they know that they have to hint at things that'll stretch out longer. That's what Edgar Allan Poe was a master at. Mm-hmm. He was just with a couple hints. All of a sudden your brain is off and running with all these horrible ideas of what's going to happen. Like there's this guy stuck under this pit on this pit and this pendulum is lowering and now your brain's just going to do it all. All you got to do is tell someone that's the situation and your brain will run with it. So you don't need that much space, which is what an anthology has to do. If I only got 20 minutes to tell you a story, but I want you to think about it and tell your friends and do whatever, like I got to, stretch out the impact right so they do that with this one in a really cool way because he's he's trapped in the chair and but she's like i'm gonna let you guys get acquainted so that means the process is just beginning of him turning into one of those old corpses in the chair like his suffering is gonna go on and on and he's gonna keep trying to help her and failing and you know what i mean like they're not gonna kill him straight off those people died like ancient. Like, <laughs> she were... keeps them trapped there trying to help her daughter forever, like until they die. And that kind of like, it's like the guy in the creep show buried with the tides coming in. You just know like it's going to take, oh, it's taking, it's taking a while. All <laughs> right. I think, I think that's excellent. I do think, I do think that's actually a good, pretty, pretty good pairing with. Thousand, yeah. Thousand. I, I mean, I think it's I think it's perfect because it deserves more luck. My pairing for gray matter is from the '80s version of Twilight Zone, which this is this episode is so good, underappreciated. This episode is so good, but this episode is called Nightcrawlers, and it is a masterpiece. It's done by a little-known director that I hope catches on someday, named Liam Friedkin, mm-hmm. who the I didn't, yeah, the upcomer who I didn't know had done TV. So I was so astonished. I, I, I looked him up and he had done an interview talking about making this episode. And he was so engaged and friendly and surprised when they brought it up in the interview. He's like barely remembered doing it at first. And then you could feel it coming back to him during the interview. And he was like, that was a great story. That was a great script. He had those Twilight Zone people. They really took their time with it. They, they gave you like the, the space to do it and the money and like he it was crazy how like he he was like barely remembering it he was like he did actually remember who did the script he wow. was like it was a great script but he's like i can't remember the guy's name right like it was weird because he, he, you could tell it was something they did really fast a long time ago yeah. you know but it was just you could tell the more he thought about it the more he realized he just had a really good time doing it and felt like it came out really well and he was proud of it and you're like wow. so he unleashed this horrible thing on the world and what's amazing is at the time that it aired, it really hurt the Twilight Zone reboot. Like their viewership went down by a half or a third or something in the next week. That's so crazy. After this episode, because eight, eight, eight o'clock primetime CBS audiences were not ready for this punch in the gut of violence and bleak 
you know, storytelling and like whatever. But it's about a Vietnam vet who wanders into a diner and acts suspiciously. And then there's a cop in the diner who who's thinking about detaining him. But that's a bad idea because this guy has some kind of like occult power slash curse where things that he wishes for sort of come into being, but it only happens weekly. Like, like, um, if he thinks of a beer, it'll appear in his hand, but only for a second and then go away. He can't sustain it. But when he falls asleep and starts having nightmares, everything he dreams about is Freddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all comes to life. It all starts like, it's it, too real, too quick. Well, actually it comes into the real world in, in this one. And it's just a great story. It's by Robert R. McCammon, who is an incredible horror novelist. Um, a lot of people think you see when people are talking about I've just read Stephen King's The Stand. I need an epic long horror book to read. What do I read next? Everyone says Swan Song, which is by Robert R. McCammon. Mm. So he was a great long novel writer and also a great short horror writer. So just just the talent behind this between him and Freakin doing it, that part was amazing. And I just find like the atmosphere of it, the violence and the acting was really strangely real for a, such a short piece. Like you really felt like they were going through this horrendous experience. Uh, I it felt authentic. I really liked the main guy when he was talking about, uh, or the the sorry the, the vet mm-hmm. when he was talking about reliving or not. Yeah, he's kind of reliving experience with the cop. Yes, that scene because that scene was like the Terminator scene when he tells the story of they the Terminators came and this is what they did. Oh, you would never seen Terminator. Never. That was going <laughs> right. That was whooshing. Sorry, right over me so God. hard. You're the only person in the world who hasn't seen that. Okay, but go ahead. So it was. It's easily you know. It could have been overcooked could have been hammed up mm-hmm. and it is i was i'll say it, it it probably is hammed like it gets a little over dramatic like five percent in a couple parts yeah i mean it was 80s so and like the bad boy harmonica just reminds me of yeah the huey lewis was playing the harmonica in this one that's crazy that is weird mm-hmm. um but you could see like the like like the the sh- you could feel the shit he was going through yes and like how the cop being like oh you know oh he said something like you know i was gonna sign up myself but i had a high draft number and all this other shit and you could just see like that just sets that dude off he's like you motherfucker yep. you like you yep. wish you could have served like mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah like they, they had a hard time getting people but also and this is one of the things that i think that i really appreciate the horror appreciate about the horror genre the most is when when he has the they don't know it but they they they're going to think to themselves oh you were you went through that and that must have been horrible and then the person who goes through the horrible thing always thinks to myself but you have no idea but a lot of times the but you have no idea doesn't isn't spanning that large a gap like they think you know it's bad and they're you know off by 50 percent or whatever but this guy has an extra twist of what he's gone through, yeah. which means they really don't know how bad he's got it or has had it, right? So, and that's like in in a regular movie, in a regular genre movie, when, when think about an action movie, like we're surrounded. Oh, how many of them are there? A hundred. Well, that's bad. Like, you know, like <laughs> that's but that's the best it can do, right? But in this one, it's like. Oh, you were in the war. That was bad. Yeah, but I'm haunted by killer zombie ghosts that materialize out of nowhere <laughs> and torture me every day of my life after I escaped from the war by running over the bodies of my dead friends that's eaten out my soul and made me like, whatever. 
Yeah, so you were close. I had a, I had a, I had a bad. See, that's just a big difference in the emotional impact of those two things, which the horror genre is really good at. So I thought I thought that packed that punch, and then when the actual assault happens, it gets a little bit a team like explodey explodey, but yeah, like but the- it's it's still creepy as hell, and just the unstoppable nature of these uh zombie soldier ghosts is is threatening it's just scary it's like a home invasion but with you have zero chance well they did a lot of really awesome um i guess like kind of like foreshadowing i guess um when they were like the people in the motel they tried hiding behind their beds didn't do much for them that was great. so then as soon as they come they're hiding behind like jukeboxes and <laughs> diners t- and stuff t- like totally. that, that so and you're like oh it's not gonna do nothing for you <laughs> you haven't been paying attention the acting was really i just to go back to the acting the even the um by the way there's a punk rock goddess um legend from the band x who's in this she's an actress in this and i don't i would never seen her act anywhere else in who was life. she was she the her, yeah she uh her name is because she was the only woman that, that looked like we'd be punk rocker i can't forget i forget her character's name but she, she she was i can't even say her name she's just amazing she's an amazing musician but it was crazy because I expected when I saw her face, I'm like, oh, this is a stunt. And she's not good. But everyone was a good actor. Like, all, all the acting was good. But the the cop did a really good job at um, being really likable. And a little douchey. And a little douchey. Yes, totally. Like, when I he was the same when he was sitting there having his, his hamburger or whatever, like, he was really kind. The family came in. He was like, we're going to escort you guys to the motel yeah. to get you there safe. Yeah. And then and then you could see he was kind of a little, he was kind of a cock weasel. Yep. When he was like, oh, I wish I could have served myself. And you're like, I don't think you, I don't think you wish you could have served. <laughs> yeah. yep. I don't think you wish you could have served. Yep. He, was, he was great. The diner people, the, even the family that came in. What was gut-wrenching was... Um, during the zombie assault, the kid was yelling like "Mom, Mom!" like yep. like, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" Like these guys are really going through it. Yeah, and they were like dropping from the sky. These zombie ghosts would like, it looked like when they went in the Godzilla, the dark one, 2014 or whatever that was, oh, yeah, from yeah. the trailer when they were all dropping into the sea. Yeah, the helicopter comes and they're like, "What's the helicopter <laughs> doing?" And these winds, like that doesn't make any sense. It was so the, the atmosphere was cool. The way they took down the diner was great. The night crawlers, even their theme, the guy's lighter, like all that stuff was was amazing. And just kind of the emotional impact and the message behind the story that they packed all of that in 20 minutes felt really monkey's paw to me. Like, how do you get emotion in something so streamlined? I mean, that that show is 20 minutes long, and I swear to God, like, eight minutes of her thing's blowing up. <laughs> there should be no time for emotions at all. But they still got them in there. And there was, was, really... there was still a good amount of suspense. Like, yep. the suspense and mystery part of it, of them being like, there was a gang shootout. Yep. You know, there was the you know gang shot of this motel. It was a massacre. You know, it was yep. crazy. Hole, bullet holes everywhere. Yep. And then the bad boy comes in. Yep. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's the bad boy. He's got his little bad boy harmonica, yep. mouth organ. Yep. <laughs> yeah, totally. And um, just the fact that it went from being, you know, what they thought was a gang to being zombie soldiers. Yes. That's a cool twist. That is a cool twist. And it's very actually similar to what happens in Bad Wolf Down when you think about it. Um, I don't want to give away the spoiler of that one, the Creepshow one, but yeah. it, it, it kind of, it's a pretty similar turn of a tables where the people who you think are under threat are, are like, so in the Twilight Zone episode, they the cop thinks that the guy 
might be dangerous, but he thinks he's got the situation totally in hand. He's yeah. like, I've got people, I'm the authority, I've got the drop on you, like whatever. But you don't, you're actually outnumbered. You just don't know that you're outnumbered. Nobody knows. You're outnumbered by a lot because there's a squad <laughs> of ghost killers outside just waiting for him to fall asleep or, or get knocked out by some idiot, right? So um, that, that turn of the, of the tables was really cool. This was probably one of the most entertaining, like, shorts i've seen in a while to be mm-hmm. honest with you like mm-hmm. but i guess that's what happens when william freaking like <laughs> freaking freaking yeah, freaking freaking directed it and then let's just i because it's the, let's close it with just because it's the anthology thing to do and we're talking about not nailing the endings they nailed the ending right because yeah. they had they it was a callback to something he had said before he had just casually said that there were four, he had met four other vets like himself mm-hmm. who could do what he was doing and that's when they're dragging away the guy who had been shot. The and he owner. realizes, yeah, the owner, and he realizes, he remembers back to him saying that. And he's like, this guy just unleashed havoc. And he's like, wait, there's more of he them out there. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that was a little over the top. But like, there's the, more. the concept of them being there's more of them out there is the same as like William Shatner, Wing of the Plane, like carrying him away. Like, oh, but it was a goblin, you know, like mm-hmm. that. It's It's that kind of like. Oh, but there's more. Oh, but the threat's not neutralized. That's how you end it. That's that's how you do it, right? So, and like that one was really well shot. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, and it's just it's almost like the guy shooting it knew what he was doing. Let me ask you this, because like I like I am enjoying Creep Show. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward for Thursdays for the next four weeks. Yes. What's the most memorable shot from the new one or from the new creep show? The three of the three stories we've seen. To me, the most the first thing that popped into my head when you said that the to me the most memorable shot is House of the Head when the girl's moving up and down. You her eyeballing into the dollhouse and you're seeing just her eyes loom in the tiny windows, looking for where the head is, mm-hmm. and then it cuts back and the head's hiding in the mirror in the frame yeah. of the mirror. It's just this little creepy background decapitated head in the mirror. That shot like creeped me the hell out. So that to me, that's the, the I think house, the house of the head has the best cinematography so far. Yeah, I'm sure. I hope they kick it up a little. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad, I ain't at, mad it. at it. Is our closing. And if you're not mad at us, leave us a review at, where, iTunes. Where tell, iTunes, iTunes, Hollow Weekly. Give us a five star review, unless you, unless you're Greg Nicotero and you probably hate our guts. <laughs> no, we're being fair. Are you kidding me? It's, it? it's really good. It's just, it's just, it could be amazing, and we're rooting for amazing. So I am rooting for it's, amazing, and it's possible. I mean, it's already had amazing moments, and how's that? Is if if they had nailed the the if the ending hadn't been so bad, it would have been a minor masterpiece. Yeah. So they're close. I, I'm, Here's I'm, what we I'm want rooting to for them. Get, let us know your optimism for Creep Show yeah. in the review. Or just tell us where we're wrong. If you're loving it and you think it's great, tell us what you're noticing. Via five-star review because then we'll see it and we will have a rebuttal. <laughs> we'll have a dialogue. <laughs> Very persistent. All right. Until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. Talk to you later. Bye. Yes.